Sci-Fi for Me presents Jason Hunt and Timothy Harvey. This is the H2O Podcast. I think we've probably just had static on everything that we've just said. <laughs> oh, grand. I, yeah, I was looking over there and I was saying, wait a minute. Why is that doing that when nobody's talking? Um, hold on. Maybe we should maybe we should say hi to everybody all over again. Uh, <laughs> see, the gremlins didn't get us this morning. Good morning, Multiverse went just fine this morning. As a so matter of fact, they, we went long. They had to save up. They had to save up, yeah. yeah. The snow gremlins got us. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. <laughs> SuperheroStuff.com. Fantastic sponsor. Go buy their things. Sci-Fi for me, 10. <laughs> discount code. <laughs> oh, man. I, you know. Okay. It's, it's, it's that one little thing. Of course. You know, it's that one yeah. little button you don't. Well, uh, for Good Morning Multiverse, I use a wireless microphone. Mm -hmm. And it's on the same board as these two microphones we use here for this. Right. And apparently, if and I've noticed this before, if the trans if the receiver is on, but the transmitter is off, right? Then the receiver sends out static, mm, a bunch of white noise. It's very very right. annoying and loud. Well, I'm just looking over here. The receiver is off, uh -huh. and it's still doing that. Okay. So. It's just, you know, it's just one one thing after another. As long as it's not the same thing over it's and over. Not, yeah, no, it's not. Um, I should probably check to see if anybody is in our live chat telling us, hey, what a there's lovely, What a lovely static. selection of static you there's have there. There's static on your show. Um, because we do have some pretty good some pretty good viewers. We have, uh, we have uh, some regulars. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I have noticed. I was I was talking yesterday with uh, with a PR rep out of Dallas. We were talking with talking about possibly you know doing some partnerships and some right. advertising yeah. convention stuff. And and uh, she said, "Oh well, you know, send send an email and let us know you know all your statistics and what because everybody wants to see the numbers." Of course. Right. Uh, I'm like, it's like it's like in the NFL. This is a rebuilding year, mm. but it actually is the case because. One thing that I've noticed since we've come back in January, mm -hmm. across the board, on not just this show, but all the shows, uh, and even in, in social media, we're getting more engagement. Mm -hmm. So we're actually getting people, you know, clicking on the thumbs up, okay. leaving some comments, sharing on social media a little bit more. And, and while the viewer numbers are not where I would like them to be the the response mm -hmm. activity seems to be better so maybe we have a i don't want to say a better quality audience but a more engaged audience mm -hmm. you're smart that way so thank you stick around yeah um speaking of which mm -hmm. while i was putting those numbers together yesterday right. i'm looking through okay we've got a little over 2000 followers on on facebook now and on twitter we're about we're over 2900 right and i'm putting those numbers and i look at my pinterest you know the, the pinterest boards right, for yeah. all of us right here and funnily enough if you go into our our pinterest we have um where's it say here um we have 545 followers on pinterest Oh, cool. Now, our Pinterest boards are all cosplay. Right. So costume tutorials, prop tutorials, makeup and hair, a big photo gallery for people to see other cosplayers for you know inspiration. Oh, that looks cool. Whatever. Right. Yeah. But look here where it says monthly viewers. It says 16,000 monthly viewers on our Pinterest account. Well, that's not too shabby. 
was just like, I'm okay with that. Where did that number come from? I mean, we get people who repin the stuff that we pin right, all the yeah. time, and you know, and I'm and I'm in there infrequently, and I'll you know post things to boards as I come across them. Right. The thing about it is, though, I'm noticing that on our uh, on the on the Pinterest feed, mm-hmm. the news feed, like all the social media has, I'm seeing a lot of stuff that I've pinned before already. Well, I've already seen that. Well, I've already seen that. It keeps cycling around because other people are finding it and pinning it. And, oh, right, you know, because yeah. category is, oh, hey, we just found this in cosplay or we've just found this in the Batman category. Right. So, but yeah, 16,000 monthly viewers on Pinterest of all places. We'll take it. We'll take it. And thank you. Yeah. Um, we're almost to 1,000 on YouTube, mm-hmm. which is good. Eventually, we're going to get to the point where we can monetize our content again. Maybe. 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 All right. So, um, the coffee is fresh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Our topic, not quite as uh, ulcer-inducing as last uh, week. Yeah. In fact, we even talked about an ulcer-inducing topic, but <laughs> we decided that, well, okay. So, mm. we're, at, we're at an event last night filming. Yeah, and uh, there was a news. Uh, Fox Four had a story on it this morning. Um, my uh, my boss texted me this morning to say that, "Hey, hey, your thing was on Fox." Oh, 4. yeah. Cool. Okay. So cool. Uh, but um, we were talking about stuff we were going to talk about today last night, and there's there's news. There's always news, and and some of it was not exactly comforting, warm and fuzzy, it's just no. bad people, maybe bad people be doing definitely bad things and it was just like I don't want allegedly. Allegedly. And yeah, and and, and, and I don't and, and I just didn't want to. I didn't yeah. I didn't want to. I um for those of you who remember the Tim Harvey show, uh, my little <laughs> bit, it seemed like every week and this of course right was about, about the time when a lot of this stuff was becoming public, but every week it was and here's a new terrible person to talk about. And then my saying, okay, hopefully next week we're not going to talk about this. And then something else would happen. I'd be like, oh, God. Is that why you only did eight episodes? It's exactly why. It's because <laughs> it's the, the unrelenting parade of bad behavior just broke me. It and, broke me. And the number of times he came to my door begging for me to come back. Oh, God. Because it's just <laughs> such, a, such a lonely place to be blathering about terrible things. So I didn't want to talk about like, terrible it's like, things. Today. It's like on Saturday morning, <laughs> <laughs> or rather, I want. Uh, we are going to talk about a terrible thing, but we're going to talk about a terrible thing that is also divisive among fans. Hey, wait a minute! Mm. Um, but not a specific. This person is awful, terrible thing, right? Unless, of course, you happen to be a studio head who is responsible for canceling some of the shows that we're going to talk about. Yeah, because the topic today are the shows that didn't get an ending. We got a notice uh, earlier this week. Uh, um, uh, Television Critics Association winter tour, press tour thing is going on the last couple of two, three weeks. And this week it was Fox and FX and, and that group. Right, yeah. And word came out that Legion is getting a third and final season. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Everybody is is thinking. Well, wait a minute, we want more. Yeah, and Jeff. It's a fantastic Lo- show. If you it, haven't it seen is, it, we, it is a have great to check show. It out. And Jeff Loeb over at uh, Marvel Television says, "Well, you know, the idea was always only to do three. That was the original pitch was three seasons for this particular story arc. It's like a graphic novel. He mm-hmm. he, he wanted to say it's like a graphic novel. You have just this one fixed story, and it's got a beginning and a middle and an end. And uh, uh, Landgraf." Uh, the CEO at FX, mm-hmm. he also said, well, it's that's always been the the idea. And, of course, you could say that now after the fact. Right. Yeah. Well, it's always supposed to be just, you know, it's, you know, it's three seasons. And, uh, but there's no indication, to, nothing to indicate that this is not the case with this show. Right. And... and this is not a conspiracy. <laughs> the, the question then comes, uh, because it, it prompts the discussion of shows... That probably have gone a little bit longer than they should. Um, and I'm the, not saying that about Supernatural, but Supernatural just got renewed for season 15. And yeah. Mark Pedowitz over at CW says, as long as the boys want to keep making the show, 
Let's do it. Well, and if you have the kind of numbers that they generally tend to have and the kind of built-in audience who is very engaged, there's an argument to be made that as long as people are watching and doing the things that, you know, they're buying the right things and promoting the right things and doing all the stuff that makes a show successful... You can run a show forever. Look at soap operas. I mean, soap operas oh, have yeah. been going on for decades. Well, and, and Pedowitz did say also that Supernatural is a great lead-in show. Anytime they want to launch a new show, mm, they right. want to do a premiere, yeah. they'll usually put it after Supernatural mm-hmm. because the lead-in is so good, so strong. Um, and it, and he says it, it, it has helped uh, to go to six nights a week now in their prime time. So that's been an unqualified success. Mm-hmm. So now they're Sunday through Friday, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll see. You know, the Scooby Doo episode is probably what did it. <laughs> yeah, you know, let's do a Scooby Doo episode. Um, well, the other thing is that when you have a show that runs that long and has that kind of built-in audience, you're allowed to get away with some things that some shows cannot, or will get them canceled early on. Yeah. If you have a bad, you know, a half season where everyone's like, okay, what is this? You have a chance to recover where a lot of TV shows simply don't. We talked about we've talked about Agents of Shield forever, which is still on the air. Mm-hmm. Um, but that first half of the most of most of the first season was really problematic for that show, and it cost them a ton of viewers that they never really got back. No, no, they did. I mean, the the first episode was what 22 million yeah. by the time they counted up all of the day parts and and stuff yeah they they never got that back and that's one of those weird situations where it doesn't normally happen that way but it's it's a it's a flip of what we're talking about where agents of shield is probably not going to be canceled because it sells the movies it's right. a it's a marketing thing more than it is anything else and uh, you know we see the marvel shows at netflix getting canceled because oh hey disney's gonna have this new thing called disney plus and that's where all the new star wars and marvel stuff is go oh, what a coinkydink yeah yeah which it's kind of what we're talking about here, except that these were shows that each season of those shows told a complete story. Uh-huh. Um, they weren't leaving on a cliffhanger. There might be, there were definitely going to be un, you know, loose threads to the story, but it was not a, oh no, Daredevil's lying with his back broken, Kingpin looms above him, cut to black, oh, you know, tune in next season. It, and there's never ne- yeah. next season. Yeah, a lot whatever. of the shows we're going to talk about here... Um, they may not have had that cliffhanger season, but they were the story was not over, mm-hmm. and it was clear that the story was not over. No, um, and I think or you get those shows like Enterprise, which got canceled and suddenly had to have a last episode, and they did what they did, which especially after having <clears throat> what is arguably one of their best seasons at the end. Oh, I I would say it was definitely their best season yeah. because Manny Cotto actually said, "Hey, let's make a Star Trek show." Well, and the question becomes for some of those things is, why didn't you do that earlier? Right. If your last few episodes are really amazing. Kurtzman should be listening to this. Uh, you need to you need to really think about your, what you're doing if you're if you're not. You got to sell them at the beginning and you got to sell them in the middle. and You got to sell them at the end. And in mm-hmm. TV, you got to sell them all of those stages or else the advertisers don't want to put money into I, programming at that I, network. Well, even even with online programming like ours, I find since we've come back, I am doing a lot more um, selling, marketing, mm, sure, yeah. promoting. I mean, right. it's a it's it's a constant thing. I mean, we don't have any money, so it's you know word of mouth and emails mm-hmm. and notes on the on LinkedIn and you know social media push and that kind of thing. But which has some advantages in that the reach is bigger than it used to be. Some of the st- a lot of the stuff you can you can get the word out for free versus the way it used to be. In which case, if you didn't have money, you were kind of like. Although it used to be before well, the algorithm changed, you could get it out to a whole lot more people who are actually following your page. Well, yes, there's little details like that. They didn't say they were going to help us make money. They were going to help them make money. <laughs> Whoever them is. 
so yeah there's so there's a lot of fantastic television shows that that didn't get to finish class you know the probably the granddaddy of them all of course is we did not get the full five-year mission of the starship enterprise right uh, we did get a fourth season, quote unquote, of the animated series, basically meaning season four to some to some 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 folks count it that way, right? Um, and now, of course, Star Trek was a very episodic series. They didn't have to worry about story arcs so much, and certainly they got their second act. They got movies. They got additional TV series. They got TV series that ran, with the exception of Enterprise. They all had those stories, you know. Deep Space Nine, uh, Next Generation, uh, Voyager, all had beginning, middle, and ends to their yes. stories. And they all had planned numbers of seasons. Deep Space Nine was always, it's going to be seven seven seasons and that's it. Voyager the same way. They said, we're going to do seven seasons because that, that was what the contracts were. It was, mm-hmm. it was, we'll, do, we'll do seven seasons of this show. Well, Next Generation kind of really shaped how those shows were going to be yeah. structured in terms of contracts and times and... Yeah, because they did seven. And and so they had a successful model to work from. Um, Enterprise, of course, being the uh, serious outlier there. And I will give credit for Enterprise for trying to do something different. The problem is is that that did not translate into people wanting to watch it. I have said about Enterprise on a number of occasions, and I think you could probably apply this to Discovery as well, because I've seen this comment uh, to that effect, too. Enterprise, the first three seasons, was decent science fiction, mm-hmm. but it was not good Star Trek. And I think a lot of people sit there and say, yeah, Discovery is interesting to watch. It's just crap Star Trek. You know, J.J. Abrams movies, the Kelvinverse, all of this. Think, yeah, okay, this would be fine. But you slap the word Star Trek on it, and there's an expectation. And for a lot of people, these shows, the, you know, this this new current iteration of the franchise does not meet those expectations. Rightly um, or wrongly. Rightly or wrongly. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's a matter of opinion. Yeah. And you're entitled to your opinion. Everybody, everybody and I, and has. I will definitely say, as someone who is kind of on the fence about Discovery first season, I've really enjoyed the second season so far. But I think, the, it's, I think it's a lot closer to what, Star, what people think of when they think of it as a Star Trek series. And that could very well be, because that's what we saw with Enterprise, mm-hmm. with the fourth season when Manny Cotto came in and said, you know, this show here, this Star Trek thing, has a history has right. a canon, has a continuity, we probably should maybe pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. And and you started to see the show drift in that direction, but it was too late. It was too little too late. Yeah. Um, and, of course, there are some shows that go way past their prime. Seinfeld. Well, and, and talking about genre shows, because you were telling me last night that there's talk now about a Lost reboot. And ladies yeah, and gentlemen, I, as someone who enjoyed a significant chunk of Lost, um, I have mixed feelings about the ending, like a lot of people do. But um, no, thank you. We do not require a reboot of Lost at this time. Because, okay, there's a lot of different stories people could be telling, okay? Tell a different story. All right, we reboots Tell us a new story. Yeah, exactly, reboots and and revamps and and all these things. There's a place for them. I'm not going to argue that. But just if it's if it's less than 20 years old, I bet you know. Just give it give it another five or something. I mean, give it. how well do you think Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone is going to do? See, I want it to be really successful. For two because reasons. That's a show that got rebooted and canceled early. Right. Well, the, one of the, first of all, he's a fantastic creator. Second of all, good Twilight Zone episodes are beautiful things to behold. Science fiction anthology, episodic anthology shows mm-hmm. do not exist currently, really. I mean, we get Black Mare, but that's a very small number of episodes, really. Right. But you look at the, you look at the, like, the, the sheer number of amazing Twilight Zone episodes we've gotten all at the beginning. Back with the original The Twilight Zone. And there have been a lot of attempts to bring it back. And all of them have, for whatever reason, just not worked all that well. Who hosted... Oh, it was um, it was Forrest Whitaker who hosted the last attempt on, over on was, CBS, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And that lasted, what, a season? Yeah. Season and a half? So, so the, oppor- you know, the fact that, that Jordan Peele brings a certain expectation 
with his previous work, the fact that he brings potentially an audience to mm-hmm. this, which is, I think is real positive. Did you see the Super Bowl spot? No, I didn't. Show? Oh, I missed it, a lot of Super Bowl spots. It was it was real interesting. I I caught it online. It basically set up that the broadcast from the game mm-hmm. was interrupted yeah. by Jordan Peele, <laughs> and now suddenly the stadium is completely empty except he's all over it. It was it was very well done, very very nicely crafted piece, mm-hmm. and he's definitely got the Rod Serling vibe going in that spot. I mean, you're just like, which honestly, hold on, as, honestly, as much as as you, it is very very hard to recapture the lightning of a, in a bottle of a lot of yeah. iconic television shows, movies, and books. Um. There is something to be said that the Twilight Zone almost has to give you... It's one of those shows that almost has to give you that sense. You almost have to feel that Rod Serling would go, Oh, I like this. Mm. Yeah. Please continue. I'm wondering if they're going to remake episodes, or if they're going to do originals, or if it's going to be a mix. If it were me, I'd do a mix. Um... And go every now and again, do one that's like, oh, hey, you remember? And, the, and you know, we can tell the next generation. But for the most part, I'd say you need to do original stuff. I would, prefer, I would prefer original stuff. There's so many fantastic writers out there right now who are doing great genre TV. And so many writers who don't get the exposure mm-hmm. because they're part of a writing team for this series or that series. That... Or some little podunk out of the way online yeah, what are, channel some of thing. those, what are those things. <laughs> That that shows like this, anthology shows have a potential to expose people to specific writers in a way that, for example, if you know they're talking the the, the big debate now that now that Michonne is leaving The Walking Dead, mm. um, is how long can the show go on? Right. So when is that show going to end? Do you know who the writers are on the White on the Walking Dead? Do you know who the writers are on Discovery? Do you know who the writers are or the directors of a lot of these episodes? Even though they're directed by Star Trek alumni or they're directed by some of the cast members of the Walking Dead, all these things, right? Right. So your anthology shows give people a little potential to maybe have uh, a little more exposure for these writers and to just draw attention to their work to people in the industry. Like, hey, well, this, this was a really fantastic find. Bring them onto my TV series. See, the thing is. With the Twilight Zone and and with the original Star Trek, even a lot of the writers on those shows were already established mm-hmm. science fiction names, authors. You know, the, you know Theodore Sturgeon, mm-hmm. Harlan Ellison. Uh, but they you know. they specifically went out and after some of those folks, right? And they also because the show was what it was, a lot of them wanted to write for the show in general. And if the new Twilight Zone does that same thing, mm-hmm. then maybe, depending on who they get, maybe we'll have a Twilight Zone that will last longer than a season. I would like it. I would like it to, because that's really the kind of show that should almost be a generational show. And it should be in black and white. Every generation, or at least some episodes should be. Yep. Uh, every every generation should have a Twilight Zone, or a night gallery, or something like that. Ooh. Some iconic kind of... of uh, Tales from the Crypt, maybe? The problem with Tales from the Crypt, the problem with Tales from the Crypt is that Tales from the Crypt wanted to be two things. It wanted to be a scary show and it wanted to be a comedy. Did you see? And horror comedy is hard, kids. It's real hard. EC Media. EC, was it EC Comics? EC Magazine? Mm -hmm. The publishers of of Weird Tales and, and Tales from the Crypt and all that. Weird Tales is getting a TV series. And that could very well be a, an anthology With show who? like... Do we know who it's running? Uh, n- um, no, not off the top of my head. Because of look that the, the, for all the negatives necessarily of paywalled programming, the fact that there's so much out there right now, there's actually a there's actually a place you can put content like that that was used to be really struggling for space on the networks. It was, you know, the early days of cable, we saw an exposure explosion of genre programming. But a lot of it was just, you know. You know who should do. Uh, after 2020. You know. twenty-five, <laughs> twenty-five. Well, what? <laughs> You're going to quibble <laughs> with me on that show? <laughs> Don't ask me how I know that. Uh, or Lex. 
See, but, see, Lex was the other see, one. But see, it? Dustin and I will defend to the death <laughs> the benefits of the show Lex, if nothing else, to describe how the cast of The Walking Dead, uh, how, that, how those characters, every time they come into a new settlement, oh, yeah. they basically Lex the hell out of the place, and by the time they leave, it's a smoking ruin. <laughs> Here's an uh, article in Yahoo News. EC Comics, the legendary comic book publisher behind subversive and sublime brands like Tales from the Crypt, Weird Science, Two-Fisted Tales, and Mad Magazine, has inked a partnership with Hivemind, the production company behind Netflix's The Witcher series, oh, okay. as well as the upcoming feature Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark Ew. from CBS Film. Um, Weird Fantasy is going to be a television series based on the classic EC anthology series, mm-hmm. and they're doing a biopic of EC publisher William Gaines. Really? Interesting. Uh, but I don't see... Is it going to be a see... Netflix thing? I don't Maybe, see well, It just says... Perhaps uh, if they already have a relationship with him with The Witcher. So it could be. Assuming uh, The Witcher does well, which of course, considering the fan base that it has, I, I would hope that it does. Let's see. Uh, it doesn't say anything here. Now see, the thing about it is though, Mad Magazine's owned by DC Comics now. So I wonder if they have hmm. any kind of interesting dog in this fight. But yeah, that's that's uh, that's another anthology coming to somewhere, television probably. But it could it it could very well be Netflix. See, I think that's uh, I'm, I'm all in favor of anthology shows. I like story arcs. I like uh, the kind of thing where you know it requires you to watch the episodes deeply to follow what's going on. Yeah. But there is definitely a place for an anthology show. I don't. I don't think episodic, plain episodic genre television is real, a real hard sell anymore to audiences because we we've come to expect stories as opposed to. Well, we've come to uh, expect arcs. Yeah, well, yeah. We we come to expect stories as longer than a two parter. Yeah. Um, although on anthology shows, to take it back to our topic, mm-hmm. anthology shows would do better with unexpected cancellations because yeah. you're not going to have that cliffhanger oh it's a cookbook <laughs> i mean it, what if to serve man had ended before she <laughs> said the line and that's the cliffhanger it's a yeah it'd be like what 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 and a lot of fans felt this way about a lot of shows that got no ending now some of them did manage to get an ending of a kind uh one of the classic early big genre revival kind of thing where science fiction was making its way to television and becoming a thing again. Um, uh, Farscape. Yeah. Uh, the Sci-Fi Channel, uh, in the process of shooting itself in the head, <laughs> uh, decided they were going to cancel Farscape. Now, Farscape was an expensive series to produce. It cost a lot of yeah, money. It did. But um, it was also bringing in really solid numbers. Uh, not solid enough for Sci-Fi Channel. Back when it was the Sci-Fi Channel, uh, but uh, they got a two-episode, basically about a three-hour movie uh, finale. To, they, they they filmed and they were able to wrap up the story. They basically did the entire season that they were planning to do three in, hours. In three hours, which meant that a lot of things that people really wanted, they got this much of, mm-hmm. as opposed to this much of, right. But it was actually a pretty solid wrap-up for the show, and it had some really great moments. And there's still that rumor swirling around that it could come back. And I'd love it to come back. I would love to have Ben Browder and and, and Claudia and and all the rest come back in, Anthony Simcoe. Because that would kick open the door for Firefly to come back. To hear some people talk. They'd go, well, if you brought back Firescape, you could bring back Firefly. See, that's (laughs) another show that ended abruptly. Well, yes, because Firefly was uh, Firefly was mismanaged by Fox from the beginning. Terribly so. Uh, there is a, I believe I believe it has been said more than once. There's supposed to be a special place in hell for the uh, the <laughs> Fox, Fox executives, executives. Uh, because so many of them have canceled really promising shows right when they were finding an audience. Or uh, I believe was it Brimstone? Was that a Fox show? I want to say it was. Remember Brimstone? Vaguely, uh, it was a, a a police detective kills murders the man who murdered his wife, and he goes to hell because of it. And when he gets to hell, the devil sits there and says, "Huh, have I got a job for you? 
a manhunter detective type person because we've had 666 damn souls escape from hell. Uh, Julian Glover played, was it Julian Glover? I think that's right, played the devil. And it was... This is not sounding familiar It to was me. wicked funny and very dark. And, um, oh, for heaven's sake, Stephen... Gosh, he was Steve. I think it was Stephen. It might have been Stephen Weber. Uh, Peter Horton. Peter Horton, thank you. Played the. Uh, huh. uh, yeah. Um, John Glover. John Glover was the devil. I was uh, about to say, Julian Glover is no, the devil? A, that'd be, oh, man, that's, that'd be a, that'd that's be amazing. Uh, no, uh, yeah, John Glover. It's. Uh, he would he play, anytime the devil would show up, he was just like super snarky and, and unpleasant and funny and. It was a really interesting show. One season, bam, it was out. Thirteen episodes. Yeah, yeah. Which back then, not even a full, a full season. season. Um, nowadays, not it, it might actually do. Lori Petty was in that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. It, was a, it was actually a really. Fantastic, I don't think I, I don't. I don't remember. It was a really fantastic show, show um, or at least I was a fan. Let me let me put it that way. Um, I was younger in those days. Uh, but but it, it honestly was a very entertaining idea, and the idea was that you, obviously you could spend how many years six six hundred and sixty six. Oh yeah, you, know, you could what... you could spend quite a bit of time, and he did more than one an episode sometimes. Sure. But, well, yeah. here's another one that got canceled early: the Dresden Files. Yeah, which was also on Sci-Fi, wasn't it? Right, and I think unfortunately with the with the Dresden Files, it it danced up to the edge of what made the books really popular. But it did not quite capture the right, just the right tone. Yeah. Uh, it was not a bad series. And I think as far as adaptations go, it was not a bad adaptation. But it was also one that was, it just it just wasn't close enough. And again, and again the Sci-Fi Channel had a really, really bad history of, of killing really good stories. <laughs> before they had a chance to get off the ground. Uh, or to uh, um, cut them short, even though there was plenty of life in them. Stargate, for example. Um, yeah. I actually really enjoyed Stargate Universe, even though, admittedly, for a lot of fans of Stargate, it was... Oh, a- it was so derivative. We'd seen it before. Battlestar Galactica, Lost in Space, I'm, Star I'm Trek not, Voyager. I am not arguing that. But it had some interesting characters who were getting better as the show went on. Yeah, but they and weren't getting good stories. The characters might have been getting better, but no. The, but the it, story, but the story was all it was all a retread. Toward, toward the tail end of it, they actually were finding a, a a more interesting voice. And in terms of endings of the show, everybody goes into cryo sleep except for one person because there's one pod that doesn't work, and he's got he's all on his own in this giant starship that he can't control, and he has mm. to figure out how to. How to save everyone uh, and himself, um, all on his own, and I'm like, that could have been a very interesting show for a while. As, 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 it could have been, but they didn't do that. So. Well, and and the other thing too is is uh, a lot of people were upset with Stargate Universe just out of the gate because starting Stargate Universe came at the price of Stargate Atlantis going away. And there were a right. lot of people that were not happy about that. You talk about an abrupt ending. Oh, hey, here's this new Stargate show. This other one's going away. Yeah. Well, and, and they missed, let's face it, the Stargate franchise um, was not handled terribly well by the Sci-Fi Channel, period. At all. Really. Can't imagine. Yes. So while the sci- while, while the, the, the Sifi channel, the Sci-Fi channel. Like, you know, we, we were we were very we were very good at being uh, fairly disrespectful to the Sifi channel. But the Sci-Fi channel now is actually putting out some really good programming. I gotta give them credit for what they for turning it around. Well, and and we can probably credit Bill McGoldrick mm-hmm. for a lot of that because when um, when Dave Stern left, because mm. he was the one. That was killing all these shows. Warehouse yeah. 13, Eureka. Yeah. I mean, they're all, there's, oh, no, we're done, we're done. Five years, three years, whatever. At and, least they were able to tell pretty good stories that came to a sort of an end. I mean, at least they had some sort of resolution. They weren't yeah. great ones, but, but they weren't just like, we're done and suddenly everything's over. What about Quantum Leap? So, Is it still too soon? Yeah. Uh, 
So here's here's my problem with the abrupt ending of Quantum Leak. There's something about the fact that the last thing we saw were the words, he never made it home. I know. Which makes that show something unique in that here's the story of this man who continues to do this forever, but he never, you know, his whole goal is to get home. And he, the ending is quite simply, no. No, he doesn't. He just, he just does this. And this is a show where, where he, he, the character, but theoretically, everybody argues extremely high evidence of meets God and has mm. God say, I'm doing this for a reason. And then the ending of the show is, and he never got home. There's something about that. I mean, yes, there were more stories to tell, but still, there's power to that ending that I just can't, you know. I... Well, see, the thing about it is, though, you could look at it two ways. It yes, uh, from your from your standpoint, yes, it, that could be something where you know now he's an agent of God, kind of like kind of like the Spectre, mm. right? He's he's doing he's doing God's bidding, um, but if Sam had made the choice to keep going rather than go home, that might have been an even more powerful ending. Oh, no, I Right, no sit argument. there and say, you know what? What I'm doing is worthwhile. It's worth it. Let's keep going. And But you, but you don't get that chance no, no, to, to do that. You can't do it retroactively or after the fact. Or but how many, how many shows that just did not, were not coming back, they were canceled, got a chance to go out on that kind of just gut punch mm-hmm. uh, ending, which is, you know, his entire goal is never going to be achieved. And they do it in a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, wow. So, no, I mean, it's... Um, well, aren't they talking about a reboot of Quantum Leap? There's, Again, There's been talk still? about it. There's been talk about it. It's been one of those things where, where you know, it's either uh, they bring it back in some way, shape, or form, or they reboot the whole thing or you know at one point i think somebody was talking about a series where al became the one that that did it yeah, because there right. was a couple episodes where they flipped mm-hmm. yeah um which would have been an interesting spinoff show oh yeah but see that's how you do it like doctor who where you have somebody who leaps and leaps and leaps and leaps and leaps and leaps and leaps. oh four seasons okay i'm done right mm-hmm. and then they're done and they end up you know some thing happens right where they get done leaping and somebody else in the cast gets to take the baton and keep going and and leap forward and do whatever um but then you get those shows well uh uh uh, magnum pi and -hmm. i know that's not a genre show but it had a very genre-esque ending where he's about to go off into the sunset Mm. he's dead off to be Indiana Jones, and CBS says, "Oh, by the way, we're extending your contract. <laughs> it's not an ending." April Fools. <laughs> Remington Steele the same way. You know, you thought that show was over. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's another thing where you have these shows that they're done, and then they're not done. Right, and you can really tell to- a show like Remington Steele, where the last season was kind of like. Why are we here? Yeah, I love this cast. Why am I watching it? I mean, th- these people are wonderful, and, and but but it's like they're all sleepwalking here. Well, and and it was one of those things because I remember, I remember when the con- when um when he was doing when Pierce Brosnan was doing Remington Steele, he was in that last last season, and it was after everybody found out that he could have been James Bond. Yeah, and he did that. What was it? A Dr Pepper commercial or Pepsi commercial or something where he's where he's basically Bond right, in yeah. the commercial and he's winking at the camera like, "Yeah, you know you want this. You want me as Bond, right? Call NBC, get them to let me out of my contract." But you have this thing like Timeless is is one mm, recently. Right, you know, right. NBC they they cancel it, they bring it back. You know, there's this hue and cry, and fans you're outraged. And the network brings it back, and right. then they cancel it again, and the fans are like, "No, no, no, we want more." They say, "Okay, we'll give you a finale." Right. You, know, you get two. You get two hours to wrap everything up. Uh, Jericho was another one. Mm-hmm. It right. gets canceled. 
They send a bunch of peanuts to the network. Network says, well, okay, let's do some more. I guess people are watching. Um, Chuck. Right. With Subway. That was that was another one. Uh, the Expanse getting picked up by Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, although The Expanse actually ended at a season ending, and seasons are essentially uh, books in the series. Yeah. Although season the third season was kind of the third and fourth books together. But it is uh, a way to... I mean, it, it could have ended there. It shouldn't have ended there because I'm, I am eagerly awaiting the next book in the series, which comes out in a month and a half. No, it's, it's we next should, month. We should review it. We should. I have a review coming up for a new audio book slash novel that is coming out uh, on the 14th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little thing from a guy named Peter Kleins. Did you make it past four chapters? I made it past a lot more than four chapters. Okay. Oh, made it all the way through. That that uh, that actually gives me a chance to tease. Yeah, yeah. At some point, <laughs> I have no idea when this is going to happen because we're overextended as it is. <laughs> At some point, we do plan to do a book review show, and it's going to be like no other book review show that's ever been done. I'll leave it at that. Uh, Dustin and I just did our first uh, Zompocalypse Now book club episode. Oh, really? Yeah. So we talked about the audiobooks we're listening to. Uh-huh. And I mentioned, uh, folks, watch this space. Uh, there's a new novel that I'm reviewing on the 14th. It will, the review will come out on the 14th. I mentioned it, uh, and the synopsis on the show on, on Zompocalypse Now, of course, didn't go into detail because, you know. Sure. I want to wait until the 14th for it. But it's... Um, it was kind of fun because we got to talk about because he and I, Dustin and I, would talk about that after recording all the time. What, what are you listening to? What are you reading? And 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 then we'd talk for like half an hour after we stopped recording about that sort of thing. And we're like, <laughs> we should so, be recording this. It's funny how that phrase comes up I know. a lot, doesn't? So yeah, um, there have been some other notable shows that have gone the way of. I just looking at one of these things, these lists online. Remember Alf? Yes. <laughs> that was a that show is inexplicably popular. I do not understand. Well, and, and I they, remember watching it too. They're, they're, it's getting a reboot. They're bringing it back. Oh, I've lost the will to live. Um, tell you. So Angel, Angel from the from it's been uh-huh. off of Buffy, hugely yeah. popular. Uh, it got canceled early. Yes. Now Angel and Buffy and uh, the Stargate shows, they all got comic book continuations. They all are licensed properties that are getting their own. Battlestar Galactica has comic series. There's a Battlestar Galactica crossover series between the original and the oh, reimagining really? cast. Oh, yes, that's right. I remember seeing something about that. Is, I think Peter David's writing it. And it's been interesting. Is I, it I, still going on? I think it's. Still, I thought there was. It, it a, might I have been it was a mini series. A mini I, series. I, I haven't checked in a while, but right. I thought it was interesting how they're kind of you know crashing the two of them against each other and watching people go, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it has been. That's another show that got canceled abruptly. Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, the the original. Well, yeah. So they never found Earth, and then. Um, and then they did. Based on the based on the. Unless how, that was a fever dream. How you feel about the the reimagining? Um, they probably shouldn't have found Earth. No, uh, no, no. Galactica eighty. Galactica eighty. It was is, a fever dream. Is right? not a show that happened. People keep talking about this show. I have never seen it. I I, I cannot find it anywhere. Uh, I do not know what you're talking about. You, Earth, know, you know what we should do is one of these one of these episodes. We should come in in all white. <laughs> like we're we're in a time travel episode this oh, no. time. What we'll do? What we'll do? We'll, we'll come in and we'll talk about the TV shows, the, the genre TV shows we hated, the the, oh. the worst of the worst. Not just not just talking about the things like you know I don't like this version of of, of Star Trek or this or anything. Like that. There are there are other ones out there aside from the ones that people everybody everybody complains about oh um, that would be some, hmm hmm i know something to think Let's about see, that's i'm gonna have to think about that one because i don't know that there's a whole lot of shows that i just absolutely hated low some of them i reviewed for for this very website that's intelligence <laughs> remember yeah well, remember I, remember. I remember uh I remember. the uh what is it the third third fourth season of um uh the the spin-off of, spin-off of doctor who uh torchwood torchwood the oh Ameri- yeah yeah the the oh god 
And and Dustin made a very good argument as to why he enjoyed that season. He's wrong, but he made a very good argument. I give that him, happens. I give him points for, that happens. for the creativity. Of his this argument. morning, the, uh, it's funny you should mention that because this morning we ran one of his Here's the Thing segments. Yeah, uh-huh. And in this particular one, he was talking about how fantastic the new She-Ra is. And I, I, I had to get one afterwards. I was like, I think this is the point where we come up with the disclaimer. You know, the opinions expressed are, are not reflective of everything else. Because I mean, he's 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 more than welcome to think that the new She-Ra is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it has a lot of fans. And those of you who think that it's fantastic, more power to you. You're wrong, but more power to you. I I give you props for dedication, but. And and, and is. this is and this is Jason's opinion. Yeah, it is my opinion. It is my opinion. And as we've said, our news content right. and our opinion content is completely separate. Right. And you are perfectly fine if you disagree with us. That's right. We're not going to hate you for it. That's right. Even um, though you're wrong. <laughs> okay. Um, a show, a, a relatively recent show that was canceled that I will champion until they give me. A second season, Awake. Uh, yes. Uh, Jason Isaacs. Uh, it was a good show. In Awake, uh, which was, was a, a... Even though he's a jerk in real life, that was a fantastic this, show. This show is... yeah. Well, who, who actors are in their real life is, is a different topic. But, yeah, if you haven't checked out... this, You can find this show. I think it's uh, it's out there in the world. And I, th- I want to say it's on NBC's website in, in their is. little playback engine And there is thing. a single season which has... An ending of a kind. It's just not the ending of the obvious story. Mm-hmm. But it is a beautifully crafted show, uh, extremely well written, incredibly performed. I think it's just really, really strong, and it just never got the numbers. Yeah, which is unfortunate because it was good parallel universe, maybe alternate reality, maybe uh, fantastic show. Really good, really good drama. Really good characters. Right. There was another one. And I think it was also on on NBC. Um, and I need to. I'm I'm looking. Well, you're looking for that. I'm going to say Alphas on Sci-Fi because again, sci- yes. another another Sci-Fi shot shot itself in the head moment. Uh, alphas, if you haven't seen it, was basically what if you kind. It was kind of like the X-Men in the sense that it's people with with powers, but mm-hmm. their powers were very. Some of them were very, very little. Some of them were very, very big. And the government got involved. And it was this really kind of interesting show about ethics and morals and and the villain the villain actually having a worldview that, that he had an argument from a point of view that he could sit there and go, okay, well, kind of. Um, and, no. then, and then the ending was incredibly brutal and incredibly abrupt. And then it's like, and it's not coming back. You're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and David Strathairn is is the one of the main characters in that show, and he was fantastic. He he does not get enough. He's a you see him in movies all the time, but he does not get enough TV work where he can build a character and play yeah. that character. Over he's the, long the he's the Professor X of Alpha. Yeah, and he is he's so good. And he is um, okay. So with the new Doom Patrol series, uh, they are going to lean heavily into the fact that Niles Calder, the head of the Doom Patrol, is a man whose ethics. Are gray. Yeah. Uh, David Strathairn's character from from Alphas, his ethics are very gray, <laughs> and it makes for some fantastic storytelling. Journeyman. Oh, you remember yeah. that show uh-huh. on NBC? Yeah. Kevin McKidd. Is it yeah. Kevin McKidd? Uh, I enjoyed that show. Only thirteen episodes. Yeah. It was basically Quantum Leap because mm-hmm. he's going back and forth in in time in his own life, um, and discovering there's a lot about his own. Good things going around him that he did not know before. Right. So there's there's an added conspiracy, lost, Twilight Zone-ish type of thing that the original Quantum Leap didn't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Moon Moon Bloodgood was in that show too, yeah, wasn't right, she? Yeah. yeah. And that's that's where I, we for, uh, that's where I first saw her, and then she was in um, Falling Skies. Right. Um, Life on Mars. Oh yeah, the American version mm-hmm. ended abruptly because the network says the numbers aren't there. Yeah. Now it's interesting though to note that a lot of these shows, well, probably all of these shows, well, with the exception maybe of Timeless, 
all of these shows that have died and have not come back, there was no internet to save them. Right. Yeah. And it makes me wonder how many of these shows would have had different fates had the internet existed as it does now because timeless is a good example of a lot of social media pressure and of course you know the way the way audiences are measured now Mm -hmm. is completely different from back then i mean back then you have the nielsen numbers which are bogus anyway um and I can and I can say that with some authority because I worked for I worked for a TV station about an hour north of Kansas City, tiny, 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 tiny little market. I think market one thirty five or one fifty three or something. It was little. Mm. And in our market, the the Nielsen books get mailed out the way the, with the way Nielsen works, at least before. I don't know exactly how it does now, but in the old days. Nielsen would contact people that say, would you like to be a Nielsen family? Right. And say, oh, sure, I'll, I'll do that. And you keep a diary, a written log of the mm-hmm. shows that you watch. And you send it in, and that's how the Nielsen ratings were, were tabulated. Well, turns out, Nottaway County, Missouri. Little, it's, it's not very many people in Nottaway County. There was one guy with a Nielsen book. In the entire county. And so the ratings for Nottaway County all depended on this one guy filling out this book for Nielsen. So good intentions and, notwithstanding, just demographics is going to yeah. skew the yeah, – yeah. yeah, well, that's even assuming that he was faithful and doing you know, right. steady and I'm going to record everything that I watch and mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest about everything that I watch sure, for right. how long I watch – the whole thing is – I don't understand. You know, Nowadays, you can do a little bit more tracking with you know, electronics and metadata and right, yeah. online stuff and whatnot. And there's things to, to use tools to track mm-hmm. this kind of thing, especially with online viewing. Right, yeah. You know, we look at – Oh, yeah, you can like, – Like ours, uh-huh. you know, online mm-hmm. view. Like right now, we can see there's four people watching our show live – um, one of them's me. <laughs> so if I wave at you, and I, I wave c- at your phone, I could wave back at you. Oh, no. <laughs> Be one of these little loop, loops, ah. loops around the thing. Rain it's explodes. like Portal, yeah. right? <laughs> or or or, uh, or Doctor Strange reaching yeah. through and and blowing him. All right, we are running out of time. Uh, there's a couple other shows I wanted to mention real okay. quick. Uh, Carnival, uh, HBO. Was it was HBO? Yeah, HBO. Uh, which was a horror, uh, historical horror show. Mm-hmm. Um, Precursor to Pen- Penny Dreadful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least Penny Dreadful got an ending. Um, and people have been like, well, we want more. It's like, well, we told our story. So you but it's coming back. have it. Sort of. Well, yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, American Horror Story. That's yeah. another anthology. Right. Every season type. is an anthology. Every, yeah, every season. Uh, the different. same model they're using for Channel Zero over on Sci Fi. Which just got canceled. Well, you know, I'm not horribly surprised. No, I'm not either. It's it had it had four seasons of which two I think were incredibly good. One was okay, and one was let's throw everything we can into not enough time. And then ask Rector Howard to save it for us. And it didn't quite work. <laughs> but Rutger Howard saves everything. He was close. He's great every time he's on screen. But uh, season season three kind of like broke me and my kid. So we were watching it. You know who surprised me in last season of Arrow? Hmm? Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren turns out to actually be a good actor when you let him. Uh, yeah, He's a I've smart been... guy. The man has like degrees in things. Lots more than Bill Nye. Well, but the he's... science guy. Well, be popularize being a science popularizer does not require you to have a degree. It's just science popularizer. Keyword is the second word. Yes. Um, a lot okay. of people forget that. Well, All right. What, what, else, what uh, else? Let's see. Uh, we, could, we could digress all day. The original V. Not not the not the remake. I have, I, I have, oh yeah, the I have series, li- the series little, that came out of the miniseries. I have little love for the uh, the new, <sighs> v, the newer V series. Um, had some had some potential, but yeah, uh, Marina Bakarin as the new Diana, I was on board, and then they did the thing they did. So, 
Well, uh, and and I couldn't uh, finish the first season. The old V are the original series that came out of the two miniseries went really sideways really quick. Oh, yeah. And a lot of that was budget constraints. Mm-hmm. They weren't spending all of the money they spent on the miniseries. Oh, good, no. And it showed. It's, he kept recycling the same flying and fighting footage. Like Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Um, Battlestar Galactica had more footage to recycle, though. <laughs> great, greatest American Hero. Oh, yeah. And you know what? For, for they, they have been telling us they're going to give us a reboot. Oh, I know. And part of me says that that is one of the shows that could benefit from a new version of the story. But until they actually give us one, yeah. We can't be I the, mean the thing with Greatest American Hero, the way you supposed the way you do it cuz they did announce at one point that they were going to do one, and when they announced it, it was urban core high school teacher and a federal agent as the handler. And mm-hmm. I thought well, oh, you already did that show. Right. Why why would we do that show again? Because, do it because completely that's, different. That's how reboots work. You know that. I know. But the only difference was is the guy that gets the suit now happens to be black. Right. And I'm like, no, don't no, don't do it that way. Give me something completely different. Give me a newspaper reporter who gets the suit. Right. Now what happens? Or or a suburban mom or somebody. I mean give me a give me park ranger or thing, something. The thing about know? that the thing about that show is that yes. Who is in the suit matters in terms of who you cast, and that's just got to be a fantastic author or fantastic actor that the audience is going to engage with. Yeah, the suit can go to anybody. That's it the can entire go to a point. It, can Mar- go to it a- could go to Marky Post. <laughs> it could go to Marky. <laughs> I'm on board. Um, but it could it could go to it could go to an, an older. It could go to somebody yeah. in their 60s. It can, you know, it's See, like and, the and, whole and thing. I would be totally on board with somebody else getting the suit from Ralph. Yeah. Ralph Hankley comes in. He says, "I'm getting older. You know, I've got I've got to take my ibuprofen in the morning, and I got to take my turmeric. I it's time for <laughs> I me to be that old. I have to do the ibuprofen in the morning. It's time for me to hand the suit to somebody else. And by this time, he's figured out how to do. The, you know, he's figured out how the suit works, mm-hmm. ish maybe. Yeah. But he hands off the suit. He gives it to somebody, and something happens where that new person." Doesn't know how to work the suit either because right. something happened and and oh wait where what where'd the book go yeah you know so oh, you, you right. make the whole art that that Ralph gets kidnapped and this person who before you can explain what's going on oh, and then he, it becomes a rescue exactly I mean, there's all kinds of things you could yeah. do but but I'm I'm this is one this is a show that if you guys if if somebody wants to give me a quality reboot I will be happy to to embrace it initially and prove prove give me a chance to you know, yeah prove me prove me it's good but don't I, do what they do with Magnum PI. See, I haven't seen any of the Mag- new Magnum PI. I don't know if it's any good or not, and I kind of don't care because I just uh, I'm not I'm not in the mood for a Magnum PI show. I guess that's not a new one. It doesn't, oh, it doesn't do anything for me. Well, it's not Tom Selleck. You know, it, it, Tom Selleck and John, John, uh, Jonathan Hillman had something. There was a chemistry in yeah. that cast that that's another lightning in the bottle thing it is you can you can make a show that has all those same pieces and a really fantastic cast and the writing can be great and somebody might magnum pi our our engineer over here is saying it was the mustache it was the mustache well of, of it's it's it entirely possible mustache. it was the mustache and that's why he's not indiana jones that's why blue bloods is still doing well on cbs that's right. Also not a genre show. All right, that's that's going to be where we'll end it for now. <laughs> next week, why don't why don't we do that next week? Why don't we talk about the shows that we absolutely hate? The genre shows Genre that, shows we hate. Yeah. And 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 this is this is one of those where if you have a f- show that you could not stand. And I'm not again, like I said, we know the Star Trek ones. We know the you know the the. the you want to include ones movies too, or let's let's go with TV shows. And TV? but you and I will okay. have been known to digress in to other <laughs> yeah, topics because so. I can think more movies that I hate than than TV shows at this point. I'll well, have to think but, about it, and we'll we'll expand to hate to just this was bad TV. Okay. This was this was science fiction that was bad TV. Right. Since you seem to insist there was a Battlestar Galactica eighty, <laughs> and I again I think you're. You're clearly hallucinating. All right, so that we will we will we will pick that up next week. All right. Uh, don't forget, we've got a new episode of Trailer Park that's coming soon. I got to figure out when we're going to record mm-hmm. that and when we drop it. Um, Salacious Crumbs is back with all new Star Wars news, rumor, and and uh, speculations, and mm-hmm. that's every other week now. And 
This show, Good Morning Multiverse, is on every Saturday morning at 10. Mm-hmm. Tardis Sauce, a brand new episode, drops on Wednesday. Cosplay Diaries, a new episode, drops Tuesday morning. I mean, we, we're busy. Yep. And a little plug here for for the show that started on Sci-Fi, and we're going you and I talked about maybe doing some cross-promotion again for Zumpocalypse Now. Yes. Because uh, we, we talk about Sci-Fi for me over on our show all the time. Take it back. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Fight you for it. Anyway, um, but we uh, we're our our book club episode will be released later tonight, okay. and then tomorrow night is the premiere of the new, the second half Walking of Dead. the Walking Dead season. And so uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, you'll see a new uh, Walking Dead specific Apocalypse Now episode. All right, and you will get a new episode of the H two O podcast right here live on Sci Fi for Me TV next Saturday at two o'clock. Lord Wellen and the Creek Don't Rise. And the podcast version will drop on Tuesday. That's right. All right. So that's going to do it for us. Thanks very much for tuning in. Don't forget, Sci-Fi for Me 10 at checkout for SuperheroStuff.com. You get 10% off. Thanks very much for watching, folks. I'm Jason Hyde. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. All right. Bye. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi for Me Radio. Copyright 2019 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.